is wisdom that will set you free. Welcome to Mystic FM. Join us on a voyage of spiritual discovery. Welcome everyone. My name's Julian Rosser and this is the Mystic FM radio show. Brought to you by the Ethereum Society's New Zealand branch, based in Birkenhead on Auckland's North Shore. This week, we look at the pendulum. Mystic FM is produced by the New Zealand branch of the Ethereum Society, a worldwide spiritual organisation with centres in Europe, North America, Africa and Australasia. We were founded in 1955 by a Western master of yoga, Dr. George King, who passed on in 1997. The Ethereum Society are the custodians of a vast amount of spiritual teachings given by beings from this world and beyond, which were received through the yogic mediumship of Dr. King. We are a practical organization that holds regular services to send out spiritual power through prayer and mantra to help our suffering world. The Society's motto is service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. This week we look into dowsing. The pendulum is an excellent tool to help you develop your intuition and psychic abilities, accessing both the subconscious and superconscious aspects of our minds. Having established which way it swings for yes and no, you can then go on to ask it questions that you do not know the answer to. Dr. George King was an expert in the field of radionics and shape power and knew exactly how the pendulum works. This week we're joined by Frank McManus, and Frank runs our popular pendulum dowsing workshop. The details of the next time that's running are on our website. And so he's going to take us further into the subject of pendulum dowsing. Good morning. As explained by Julian, today's program is on the pendulum and the question, how does it work? Now for centuries the pendulum has been used to discover those things which the conscious mind cannot perceive. From finding underground water and missing objects, to determining individual food requirements, plus a myriad of other unanswered questions, this simple tool has held a fascination for us all. Many theories have been given as to why and how the pendulum works. Briefly, a pendulum is a weight suspended on a thread which by its movement reveals answers to questions which our conscious mind wants to know and doesn't know. Now, Dr. George King, a Western master of yoga, did his own research into how the pendulum works. And we will now listen to a short extract of an address he gave on this fascinating subject. Here we have some concentration or, or something to concentrate energies upon. 
our body reacts in a certain way. And we twist this pendulum either this way or that way. <laughs> there is no doubt about it. Now, when I first made this statement in England, where the pendulum is much used, very much understood, or apparently much understood, there was a furore, I might tell you. Because up until this time, people had always thought that some other outside, generally discarnate entity, was <laughs> swinging the pendulum for them. This is not how it works. You swing the pendulum for yourselves. Only. This is the big difference. You don't so much dictate its movement consciously. Its movement is dictated subconsciously. In other words, put it another way, take another instance of the pendulum, use of the pendulum. It's very difficult to find the sex of geese. It's extremely difficult. You can't tell by physical examination unless it's in a laboratory. But normal physical examination will not tell you which is a goose and which is a gander. This may not appear to be important to you, but it's vitally important uh, if you are breeding geese, either for show or for, uh, for food. The Japanese, there was two Japanese, a man and his wife in England, who used to make a living of <coughs> sexing geese. And they would be locked in a hut with the geese in their different pens and without touching the geese. They never even had to pull the goose out of its pen. Without touching the geese, they would say whether it was a goose or a gander. The same people would also sex eggs. They would go to a poultry farm who had 20,000 eggs and this poultry farmer wanted to sell some as eggs, but he wanted to keep those that were fertile, female chicks, he wanted to keep those for breeding purposes. He didn't want to breed the male chicks. So the Japanese would come into his farm, lay down their conditions, they had to work alone. The, the room that they worked in had to be boarded up, the doors had to be locked from the inside so nobody could spy on them and they would guarantee 75% success with their egg sexing and they were right too. There's no argument about it, 75%. If you could prove them wrong beyond any doubt, they'd give you their feedback, which was considerable. Now, after all, with a big poultry farm, this might save a farmer thousands of dollars per year. So these people were valuable to him. Now nobody knew how they did this. They kept the secret to themselves. And it was some time afterwards when I found out 
there's a little adventure story attached to it. I won't bother to go into it tonight. But I did find out, didn't spy on them. I found out in another way. And I found they used the pendulum. With the pendulum, they could tell whether an egg was number one, fertile, number two, a male or a female. And by the way, this with an egg that was fresh, just a day or two old. Not, not a really old one. What happened? Well, the Japanese were used to using this pendulum, very, very used to using it. Um, when they put it over the egg, or perhaps put the egg on their hand like this, or something like that, or even touch the egg like that, when they did that, their subconscious mind knew that answer and reacted through their hand to tell the conscious mind through this piece of mechanism whether the egg was, was fertile or not or would be a male or a female um, when it was incubated. Uh, so therefore there isn't any doubt in my mind at all that the pendulum uh, is a, a radionic instrument because we're in the fields of radionics now. It's a radionic instrument which can be used as a focus point for psychic energies uh, but it is used by the user. Now the general belief uh, in metaphysical circles in England is, or uh, was especially, that the person was generally used by a medium of some kind, would hold it over something, and their guide or some discarnate entity would m cause their hand to move. This is incorrect, absolutely. It's something which you do. It's another way of proving that the subconscious mind will come up with the answers uh, if you let it. I will repeat here what I said in the beginning, uh, that this I regard only as an interesting psychic experiment. And that's all. Treat it as such. And do not let the pendulum rule your life. You might say, I never will. There are people who do. There are people who will put the pendulum over every question before uh, they will allow themselves to even think about that question. There are people who are virtually governed by the noddings of a little ball on a little piece of a silk cord. You might think that's foolish. There are many people throughout the world who fall into this category. It's a psychic experiment only. As such, though, it is an interesting one. Now to better understand how we know on a sub and superconscious level the answer to our questions, we have to understand who we really are. Every person is a spark of divine consciousness. 
a spiritual being, or as some might say, a life stream. This spark of the divine drives our physical and auric or subtle bodies through essential experience which we call life. We are living at every moment in a multi-dimensional universe, for all life has its higher aspects which exist in space at the same moment. We are all linked to the higher aspects of ourselves through what we call the superconscious mind. What we call mind is really an all-pervasive energy field existing on many frequencies. It does not exist solely within our physical brain, but the brain acts as a receiver and translator for this mind energy. Within our auric or subtle bodies we have openings, which are called psychic centers or chakras, as they are called in the East. These are rather like whirlpools, which are attached to the spine at their narrow end, with the wide end at the surface of the auric body where it meets the outside world. Now mind energy, this free-flowing energy, flows into and through these psychic centers, into the spinal column, and then up and into the brain, the subtle aspects of that brain, to be translated into understanding by each and every one of us. Now there are three aspects of mind. One is the conscious mind, two, the subconscious mind, and three, the superconscious mind. Let's begin with the first aspect of mind, the conscious mind. And this governs the intellect, or the rational mind, which deals with all aspects of everyday life, which we know so well. Emotion, such as our reaction to stimuli on the conscious level, and of course our whole world is governed by emotion, from advertising all aspects of our life. It also governs the senses of touch, hearing, smell, taste, and sight. So the conscious mind governs all mental and physical actions. The subconscious mind deals with the storage of all memory, including all that is learned through the conscious mind. Those who have what we call good memories are able to access this vast storehouse of memory and bring it forward into the conscious mind at will. Now the subconscious also deals with instinct, which is not so prevalent today in today's society because of our over-extenuation, we might say, on the intellect through our educational system and general society. But it was more prevalent in indigenous societies, certainly in the past and still today, and is very prevalent in animals, especially wild animals. For example, Birds know how to migrate thousands of miles and arrive at exact spots, having never been there before. For example, the gannets, the baby gannets, the young ones off the coast of New Zealand who fly to Australia. How do whales migrate from the Antarctic, knowing the way all the way to the Pacific Islands? Instinct. In our own life, we can see instinct in operation. A person may move out of the way just before a brick falls from a building site onto the very spot they were standing. And this would happen most often without any verbal or visual warning to them at the time. The subconscious also deals with stored emotion, which often blocks the person's expression. For example, traumatic experiences 
experienced by the conscious mind can be lost from the past by the conscious mind, but stored in the subconscious. So that traumatic experience can be so painful, maybe, that it is blocked by the conscious mind from the past, stored in the subconscious, and that can act as a barrier to further growth for that person until they re-remember the experience and overcome it. So that's emotion on a deeper level. A major function of the subconscious mind is the governing of all bodily functions, such as the digestion of food. It can weigh, for example, a fraction of a gram of vitamin B1 and send it to a section of cells that need this in the body. The conscious mind may instruct the body to walk, for example, but it is the subconscious which activates certain muscles and the nerves to actually bring this about. It knows exactly what is needed to make the body function perfectly. The superconscious mind is that part of the mind which is closely linked to what we might call the mind of God, or the great governing will behind the universe. It leads us, the superconscious mind, on our search for truth, uplifts us with great insight, and as throughout history inspired our great artists, scientists and poets in noble ventures, upliftment of the human race. Now we can through the practice, through practice and with the aid of the pendulum, sensitize our brains to receive information from both the subconscious and the superconscious aspects of mind. By doing this, we can tap into the vast store, storehouse within the subconscious mind as well as the higher inspirations from the superconscious mind. When we do this, we can learn many things about our health and well-being, as well as the world around us. A pendulum, then, is a tool which can register responses from both the subconscious and superconscious aspects of ourselves. The reaction starts off in the mind and is then translated through the aura, psychic centers, and then the brain into impulses, which in turn move the pendulum through the bodily muscles and nerves. Now the first thing before even attempting to use the pendulum is to find out which way it will swing for either yes or no for each and every one of us. Now this is done simply by picking up the pendulum by its thread, holding it in either the right or left hand, it's your choice depending on your which hand you use. You hold the thread between the thumb and index finger is the best way, with the other fingers extended. Now have the arm, palm facing down with the shoulder higher than the hand, so your arm is nice and relaxed. And then ask a question you know the answer is yes to, such as, is my name, my name is Frank, so is my name Frank? And wait to see the response. Relax, and you will find that something will usually start to happen. It could swing in a clockwise direction, anti-clockwise, back and forward. Retest it again. And then ask a question you know the answer is no to, such as, is my name Jill? And wait for the response again. And once you've ascertained your yes and no swings, then you can, with practice, begin a fascinating journey into developing your own psychic potential. 
With all work using a pendulum, we should endeavour to keep the conscious mind calm and still, like an observer. And the use of deep breathing and concentration on the subject in question will help this. Now, the Ethereum Society runs fun and informative workshops on how to use the pendulum. At the end of each of these classes, we get all attendees to find their hidden watch or ring or whatever object they may have. They leave the room and no one has failed to find this missing object yet, proving that all people have abilities they did not know they had. We also produce a finely tuned beechwood pendulum designed by Dr. George King. So for more, for more information, please visit our website, which is www.aetherius.org.nz or contact us on 9 418-1170. We hope you have found this very interesting and uh, the, the pendulum is a great tool. It's a great tool which anyone can use to start to prove to themselves that indeed they know more than they really do and tap into their vast potential. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Mystic FM brought to you by the Ethereus Society. Tune in next time for more cosmic spirituality because it is wisdom that sets you free.